Hello, Richard. Boy! Yeah. Richard. What's up? Doing great. I, I think Taco Tuesday is a great idea, even if I only have corn chips. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, stand by. Standing by. By the way, I hear my voice. Being back. How do I sound? Okay. Check. One, two. Check. You sound good. Check. One, two. Test. One, two. Check. One, two. Test. Check. One, two. One, two. One, two. Check. Test. One, two. Check. One, two. Test. Right. Check. Let's do it. All right, welcome to Taco Tuesday, Watchman Radio. Uh, let me get my taco chips. All right. Let me get mine. Praise the Lord. Mm. This is good. We've got to do, do Taco Tuesday more often. This is great. You can join us Taco Tuesday. What do you say okay. about Taco Tuesday? What? Is this Taco Tuesday? Where is it? Well, here's the deal. I'm going to do a short message here. Watch your you radio back in the swing. We're trying to... Uh, Pump out some words that edify ourselves and you. Amen. Because if we can edify you, we get edified because you reap what you sow. How many out there know that? It's real. Amen. Notice the whole term, reap what you sow, has to do with seed planting. We went over this last week, um, how I had to do it. Uh, Jesus... Uh, was constantly talking in terms of irrigation, farming, harvest. Did you know that you're actually part of a harvest? Yes. Last week, we touched on having some water when heat comes. I didn't know the Lord was literally meaning it because uh, that message was from the Lord, I believe. And wouldn't you know it, this week is a hottest week anywhere. Now, here's the key. This heat will affect crops. This is what I'm talking about, the black horse. And if I'm not mistaken, in Revelation 6, I think the black horse is the first observed by John. And I could be mistaken, but is it, Alan, activate 90% of your brain real quick? 90% oh, what are you of brain about? activated. What yeah, you, Revelation what are, what 6. <laughs> Let me dig it up. Brain active. It is active. Praise the Lord. When he's typing, Revelation. it's very hard for him to speak. Here, oh, here we go. Actually, I'm Taco Tuesday. He becomes a 286 processor. Does anybody remember them? Haha. <laughs> okay, so uh, what do you want me to read? I got to get a laughing six? track so I can get people laughing with me. Well, uh, you just maybe you should just be funnier, fake. Richard. Who, what is funnier? the, the first horse observed in Revelation six? There's a white horse in verse 2. I mean, chapter 6. All right, maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, chapter okay. 6, verse 2. White okay, horse. so was it the black horse or the white horse? It's the white horse. Okay, the white horse is first. Now, 
we see in Ezekiel the sword, the famine, the pestilence, and beasts. And here we see the beast first, the play with words there. Remember, God does that sometimes. Beast system, the conqueror spirit, Nimrod, riding along with the elements of God's judgments. Sword, famine, pestilence, and beasts. And we are seeing a rise of beasts' attacks. A woman here just got attacked by alligators. Uh, something I got to deal with in Florida. Two alligators attacked her and ripped her apart. Dang. Um, alligators, uh, when they get a hold of you, they use the velocity of their tail to spin, and they just start dismembering you as you're still alive. So it's not a really particular way, good, good way to die. And there's a lot of shark attacks. Remember, what we're seeing in the natural a lot is colliding with things going on in the spirit. What we're seeing manifest in the natural, we have to look to what's going on in the spiritual realm. That's right. There are pangs of the end times pouring on out. You got the pang of pestilence. Saw that. You got the pang of the conqueror white horse with the vax uh, toxin in his hand, right? Conqueror. This is global. You got a pang of the red horse, war and hatred from one another. Oh, wow, that's going on. You got the pang of the black horse happening right before your eyes. Went to go pick up some chopped meat today. It went up a dollar fifty um, for what it was last week. Measure of wheat for Daenerys. Three me- measures of barley for Daenerys. That's talking about working your butt off to get food. Why do you think I am studying your? Um, harvesting and planting and the Lord showing me things as I'm doing it is because I want to be efficient in the hour we're in. And I know Alan does too. Alan's been taking preparation. Alan has faith in the hour we're in. Isn't that right, Alan? It is, it is a perilous time. Yes. And Alan gives me tips on things and I stock some things up. Nothing wrong with being prepared. Okay. It's better to be prepared than not be prepared. You could quote me on that. That's a Keltron quote. It's better to be prepared than not to be prepared. Okay? And it's, uh, you, you can meditate on that all day. That's like a great revelation. Wow. So... And I'm not just talking about being repaired in a natural. We have to, like we touched on last week, the whole message about you are a tree had to do with drawing, having your roots placed. And and I've been studying it more. I've got another message coming up on that about lazy root. I want to touch on what's lazy root. Some of you might know what that is. But I will tell you that God would water from the bottom up before the flood. Some people don't know that. But those of you that know the Bible and have read the Bible know that. That the water always came from the bottom up. So roots 
dug deeper to get the nourishment that they needed. The roots knew where to go. And when you have a root driving deeper, you have a more flourishing tree. When the flood began, it shifted to a combination where we have rain now. There was no rain before the flood. Did you know that, Alan? I did not know that. Bingo! You just learned something today. Praise the Lord. And I learned that you didn't know that. <laughs> More ammo. <laughs> That's, yeah. I, I'm, I learned from you. So after the flood, we got rain. Before the flood, God fed from below. And did you know today they do something that's called water wicking? Because plants like that. They like to be fed from the bottom up. They like to grow deeper roots. We need to get deeper roots in this hour and get revelation for ourselves. That's right. Anything I'm speaking or Alan's speaking, if it ignites something in your spirit and you take that and you meditate on it and you're getting a rhema word, you're getting a revelation, that's digging deeper. And that's what God wants. He wants you rooted in the word. He wants you to sustain. Last week word, get the water of the word. Grow and flourish from a daily watering process and get it early. Seek me early that I might be found, says the Lord. And look what happened this week. Heat blasts, heat waves everywhere. God's speaking in this hour, folks, and he's speaking right now. So we're touching on a message here. The power of word curse. The power of word curse. Now, I can rest assured that I've word cursed myself. You probably word cursed yourself. You probably word cursed somebody, and you definitely have been word cursed by somebody. The power of the pie hole creates a lot of trouble. There is life and death in the power of your tongue. In the deliverance ministry, this is one thing I've discovered over the years, many, many, many years of doing deliverance. That as a deliverance minister, you have to dedicate some time when someone has a wounded spirit to pull out the darts and arrows of words that were injected into them by someone in authority over that person's life. I'm talking about the trauma of projections of viper tongues being spewed at someone in their adolescence. Those type words are not the words we want to flourish. Those type words do trigger and flourish later in life. Later in life, people can get triggered. They might have a certain sound, a word, a song, a feeling, a smell that can trigger these adolescent traumas that came in through someone spewing hatred and all types of wickedness at them in the realm of you'll never have this, you'll never be that, you'll never have nothing, you're going to be just like your father, you're going to be like, you're not going to have money, you're not going to succeed, you're this, you're rotten, you're that. 
over and over. And these wounds stick in folks. This is the power of the pie hole, folks. And we need to renounce it for ourselves if we've projected, even in a subtle way, over others. Because we're accountable for creating a distortion on someone's life. You could distort somebody with your pie hole. And I'm not just talking about prophetic pinhole pie hole prophets that have spewed out lies and just look like clowns. They're problems too, and they can create a lot of problems with their non-prophetic pie hole. And there's a lot of them. There's some that are accurate, some are not. You need to divide and judge things with the Word of God. That's your, that is your acid test, folks. And me and Brother Allen have had it with a lot of prayer group Karens. We had another one recently. And they go around spewing. One of them still spewing, we're finding out. All types of lies opening up their pie holes, spewing out venom. Now, here's the problem with that. You reap what you sow. If you're sowing distortion and you're projecting distortion out of your pie hole, you will reap it. That's why it says those that love it will eat the fruit of. Let me interpret that for you. Life and death are in the power of your pie hole. And those that love using their pie hole are going to eat the fruit of it. Did I explain that better? Is that better explained, Alan? Um, basically, our words dominate us, and they can affect others also. How's that? It can affect yourself, too. Yes. Right? Right. Taco Tuesday with Watchman Radio. <laughs> My shit. So, never take yourself too seriously, number one. Okay. A merry a merry heart. Uh is it like medicine? No, that's not what it says. What does it say? Laughter is like medicine. Laughter is like medicine. Okay, yeah. You should laugh at Taco Tuesday. And if we can get you to laugh at it. There could be healing to your heart, says the word of God. Do you believe it? I don't know. Do you believe the word of God? I do. It says it. Doesn't it say it? It does. Laughter does the heart like medicine? Yes. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> All right. So... This is crazy. I don't know. This is like... I forgot what I was saying. Oh, we were talking about how uh, laughter is like medicine to the heart. Yeah, but that's a different message. What am I What am I doing here? We're talking um, about word curses, which is the opposite. Kind of. Proverbs 15, guys. Verse 4. 
But what we just touched on, life and death are in the power of your tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit of Meaning, if you're spewing out wholesomeness and encouragement and gentleness and being a peacemaker and ministering soothingness with your tongue, that will come back to you. Might not be right away. You might say, let me try this out. Uh, you, you know, things are great. Calm down. You're speaking to somebody. And then you're sitting around. What? Come now. You got to wait. There's a harvesting in the word. You will reap what you sow. Get into the cycle of it and then expect to collect. You should have faith that you will succeed if you believe the word of God. What the word of God says. Proverbs 15, verse 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Kind of what I was just saying. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. So, you can minister a tree of life through having a wholesome tongue. But it says a perverse tongue in that same verse is a breach in the spirit realm. Did you know that? That's why in a lot of word cursing witchcraft when they're doing vexation, they include cussing. Because they're breaching the spirit. Cussing is a breach in the spirit. If someone's cussing at you or you've been cussed at as a child, it's traumatic. These words are impacting. They are triggering later in life. Spiritual abuse through breaching your spirit and breaching the spirit around you, bringing in devils and demons. And God understands. And God has the ultimate soothing and wholesome tongue to minister over you to bring healing in our lives. But be aware that there is a reaping and a sowing with the mouth. So reflect on it and say, hey, you know, what have I been spewing out of this pie hole in the past three days? Just give yourself three days. And here's the kicker. It's not just out of your pie hole. You can project in texts or emails it's the same thing. Whatever's coming out of your heart are words. What have you been projecting? Do you want that to come back to you? That's why it says life and death are in the power of your pie hole. Those that love it will eat it, eat the fruit of it. Meaning, if you're negative all the time, if you're speaking negativity, if you've been abusive towards others or have been cycling and cussing at others, just get on your knees and say, Lord, I have been that way. I, I made a mistake. I renounced that. I break this curse and I pull down any word that is contrary to your word and I break that power over anyone that I spoke it of. I speak the blood of Jesus upon that individual. In the name of Jesus, I break that curse. I break the power of the word curse off them and God, please heal me and give me a new heart. I don't want to project this out of me anymore. Amen.
It's that easy. This is just a, a, a reflection message tonight that we we need to also grasp because sometimes I get in the flesh, especially driving around here with these wacko bites out here. And uh, you can, when we're pressed, sometimes we say things we regret. It could just be in the moment. But again, there's consequence eating the fruit of. Now, if we're ministering life and speaking wholesomeness, we can expect to receive a blessing back. Now, here's the thing. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Now, on the spiritual sense, you can definitely use the power of your authority to speak death over demonic growths, tumors, arthritis, and things of that nature. You speak to them, and you speak death to them. That's right. You're an ambassador of Christ. I curse that tumor in Jesus' name. I rebuke and sever, and I speak withering over this foul force and its growths. Let it wither in Jesus' name. Yeah. But that's in spiritual warfare. In the natural, we have to guide our tongues. It's like a rudder. And it's real delicate because the enemy is watching us constantly. Now, we're going to go over an account here. Uh, Alan's going to read. This is a big one, and it's right here. And this bothered David his entire life. And here's the thing. You ever hear the expression, kicking me while I'm down? You ever hear that? Well, word curses can have more of an impact on you when you've already have bruised emotion, when you're down, and then the word curses come. It's even worse. It's even worse. That could be very traumatic. And in this case that we're going to read with Shimnia, David was down. David had some situations, slip-ups. And here comes one of the brethren of the land. What does it say in Chronicles? What did he say to uh, David? What kind of word curse did he project at David, Alan? What I'm reading, the word curses I'm reading are uh, he cast stones at David and at all the servants of King David and all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. And thus Shimei, when he cursed, I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't know. Come out, come out, thou bloody man. Come out, thou man of Belial. The Lord has returned upon you all the blood of the house of Saul in whose stead you have reigned. And the Lord has delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom, your son. Nobody read more? No. I mean, the key is that David was down here. This was a down moment. And this was a word curse, guys. You're, You're witnessing a real word curse right before your eyes here. And I'll show it to you in a minute. David was a man of God, a man of Yah, 
anointed with the Holy Spirit. And this wicked word cursor made an effort to spew satanic words at King David and called him a son of the devil. Did I not hear that? He called him a son of Belial? Yep, he did. Verse 7. Could you imagine? Calling King David a son of Satan. Speaking this negativity over him as he's having that down moment. And this happened to David before in Zeklag. When his own men turned on him. And he went into the priestly robe of the ephod. He had to go to God in these times in trauma. When you're people that you've trusted around you have, have turned on you. And in this case, Shimnia kicked him when he was down and used his pie hole to project at him something that was a grievous curse to King David to his latter years. You're watching here a biblical word curse. And you might say, wow, what do you mean? Okay. Um, in David's passing moment, when he was giving his last words to King Solomon, what did he say, uh, Alan? He said in verses 8 and 9, And behold, you have with you Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite of Bahurim, which cursed me with a grievous curse in the day I went, in the day when I went to Mahanaim. But he came down to meet me at Jordan, and I swear to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put you to death with the sword. Now therefore hold him not guiltless, for you are a wise man, and know what you ought to do to him. But his whore head bring you down to the grave with blood. So David, David slept to, with his fathers. Yeah, David wanted Done. to whack him. That's right. That was like David's last request. And Solomon didn't <laughs> obey it, which is strange. Solomon did uh, not obey that last request. That's not good. Solomon set up a boundary on him and let him wither around a little longer. But we should still whack him. But okay. it should have been instant. However, yeah. Solomon knew that he was going to be whack because Solomon was smart. However, that word curse rooted on David and was traumatic on him and impacted him. Guys, we don't want that. If someone has spoke over you ill will or cussed c continually at you and bruised your emotion, bruised your spirit, you might have been down. You might have been in the little, little league when you were a kid and you messed up and dropped the ball in the last inning. And then the team word cursed you and it traumatized you. But now every time you see cotton candy or something, you're triggered. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not your fault. It's not your fault. And we're going to be pulling out these arrows all these wounds, the Lord wants to heal all these demonic triggers in your life.
through the blood of Jesus, we pull out all those darts and wounds and viper, all those viper darts that have been spewed upon you by parents and wicked uncles and family members, friends that you thought were your friends, yourself. You word curse yourself. You say negative things about self. We break that too here tonight. All these word curses. This message is about the power of the pie hole. And guys, in this hour, we want to watch it because the enemy's watching us because he knows his time is short and he's stepping up his game. That's right. We're seeing an amp up of attacks. An amp up of the enemy using the realm of pestilence to take out some of our brethren. Probably try to do the same with the black horse riding. The same thing with food crisis is coming. Oh, yeah. That's what's coming. We are watching end time events roll out right before your eyes. Brother Allen, you want to touch in on this? You're very quiet tonight. Well, uh, I just want to collide with You're you, like Les. Sometimes I overtalk you. Well, I didn't mean want to do that. But, um, Look at me, uh, regarding, mouse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hopefully I don't sound like that. Um, yeah, I, I used to have a, a friend who uh, would word curse me regularly. I was just trying to do ministry with him, and he— uh, you know, I don't oh, think he let, let missed me remind an opportunity. You, I, yeah, I can actually. I hope this don't trigger you. No, let probably me, not. Let let's me, see. Let me mimic. Let's find out. Uh, I, I know who you're talking about. Oh, you really about. want to do that? Go yeah. that far? Okay, let's do it. All right. Go do it. We do You're not very spiritual, okay? <laughs> that was that one? Good. It used to hit me a lot harder. Okay, right? yeah, Maybe yeah. you're off your game. Yeah, Maybe. He used to used to say he wasn't spiritual. Stuff like that, right? Am, am I talking about the right uh, one? That's, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the guy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it uh, it got me down, and uh, eventually, I confronted him and I told him, "Listen, uh, you need to repent of this attitude of of just word cursing and fight starting all the time." I think that's what I told him, and he said, "No, I don't do that." I was like, "Listen, you should really repent." I, I, you know, I'm just trying to be friendly with you right now. He said, I didn't curse you. And he lied. He lied right to me. Oh, and he, oh, you know what he did? He put a word curse on my finances and it was a grievous word curse. I think it cost me about eight grand in all. And, uh, I confronted him on this and I, and I told him twice, repent. And he refused. I said, listen, you either repent right now, or I'm going to return that word curse to you back on you sevenfold per Psalm 79, 12. That's, I don't know if I quoted that verse to him, but he said, I didn't curse you guy. And so I did it. And his own curses came back on his head. Richard, did you want to touch on this Psalm 79, 12? Did I bring it up by accident? Uh, what, 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 what was that? Oh, um, I, Took Psalm seventy nine twelve where it says, "Those who curse you, Lord, let it return to them sevenfold." And oh, yeah, since yeah. Uh, when, when we curse Christians, Christians have Jesus and the Holy Spirit in them. So we're not just cursing a Christian, or when a witch curses a Christian, they're not just cursing a Christian; they're cursing the Holy Spirit and Jesus also. So it's a really, really big mistake 
to word right. curse a yeah, Christian. Yeah, I mean, when some when some people and believers that used to be and have crossed over to become vile sons of Belial, or they're spawning into that and projecting at you such d- demonic things, like like he did to you. Um, that can open the doors for d- demons coming and keeping your head spinning at night, evil memory recall where your mind mm-hmm. is running and you're, you're feeling down on it. And that's how the enemy wants. The enemy wants you bogged down uh, in these reminders and these thoughts. And this is why it says the wholesome tongue uh, is like a tree of life. That's not wholesome when you're speaking over Brother Allen. You're not very spiritual, guy. Like that. <laughs> You know, that's not very wholesome. No. Now, you know, we can minister in a more delicate way. We don't have to browbeat people. You know, railing is listed in Galatians five nineteen or 21. There are railers. We don't want to be railers, people. The power of the pie hole. Let's control it. Let's guide ourselves into God's blessings. And just to be clear, railing is when insult after insult after insult is is thrown at someone with no chance, no space for the person to reply or for the person to gather themselves in at all. It's it's the purpose of railing is to destroy someone spiritually or emotionally. Amen. That's right. Evil. And we've all been there, and we we hope we haven't done it. We want to renounce it because we touched on earlier. This will come back. Those that love the tongue will eat the fruit of. So, what kind of fruit have you been projecting out? Do you want it back? Because there's a cycle, and we want to break that. We want to renounce it, and we also want to start pulling out these demonic wounds that came in through people projecting this wickedness over us, cussing at us, speaking negative over us, making us feel terrible, impacting us spiritually, hindering our growth and casting a stumbling block before us. That's what it really is. It's a stumbling block. And God hates that. Wants his children to grow. Last thing he wants is other believers that think they're more spiritual than you, railing you, beating you down, viciously assaulting us with their pie holes. And uh, God is healing us right now of that in this message because it's a revelation. If I could just illuminate the word to you, it is medicine. The word says, ironically, that the word is medicine. To those that find it. So if we're ministering the word, it's medicine. It's Richard, spiritual uh, medicine. I had a coworker whose name was Richard also. And uh, I remember being Great in name. your house with, um, what you say? Powerful name, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it makes its rounds. Anyway, you, me, your wife, and I think you, Dan, we're all we all 
this guy, Richard, was dying of stage four cancer. And you, me, and your wife, and Dan, we word cursed that cancer um, real loud and good. And he came back, the next time he saw his oncologist, he came back with a clean bill of health. He was totally healed because we cursed, we spoke cursing to that cancer devil and it and it died, left, whatever, and he's been fine since. Right. Hallelujah. We spoke death, and that, and the God allows that in that case over the enemy. Not over. That's right. Not over people or uh, obviously Christians, but we want to minister wholesomeness. We want to be soothing. We want to have that come back away. When it, it's in the realms of spiritual warfare. All glove, it's no holds barred. So, yeah, we do curse tumors and command them to dry up and wither, die. In that case, we want to activate the power of our tongue in that forte. Absolutely. Also, there's another example where um, I was ministering to someone and they had a, a burning in their left thumb joint. Uh, where and it would get worse when she would work. So every day I'd, I'd, we'd meet on the phone. She's on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. And uh, every day I would say, in Jesus' name, I bless, I bless your left thumb joint. In Jesus' name, I bless it. In Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, be healed. And I spoke like that for about 15 minutes a day, about three to four days a week. And over the course of five weeks of doing this, it got completely healed to where she could even work with it and it wouldn't bother her at all. Amen. So we can definitely bless um, body parts, people. And there's even a famous experiment done in certain churches where they have one bag with a piece of bread in it and it's marked blessing and another bag identical with a piece of bread in it called cursing. And they'd, ha they'd hang this in church lobbies and people would just bless the bag that says blessing. They say, I bless this bread in this bag. I bless this bread in this bag. And then they'd curse the, the other bread in the other bag. And it always works. The bread in the bag that's blessed lasts a good long time. And the bread in the bag that's being cursed turns black real fast and turns into an ugly, disgusting mess. So our words are powerful for good and our words are powerful to destroy. We got to be careful what we say to ourselves, those around us. Amen. Yeah, and Jesus um, taught us this when with the fig tree. They were shocked uh, that he did curse that fig tree. Um, and we do that we use on cysts and tumors, arthritis. We want them to wither. Anything contrary to the kingdom of God that's being grown by the devil's plantation, we loose a curse upon that of withering. We want it to die and dry up and burn up and vaporize, liquidate and dissolve in the name of Jesus. Now, there's an account on the old faith radios we used to give out. I don't know where it is, but I've mentioned it before on Watchman Radio where Derek Prince, uh, which ironically is ministry, flagged my YouTube account. So I have another strike now. Thank you, Derek Prince ministry, even though you're not alive anymore. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, brothers and sisters in Christ, for flagging me. <laughs> Praise God. They flagged you in love. Yeah, Derek Prince Ministry flagged me. Anyway, <laughs> ridiculous. And uh, there's an account there where Derek Prince is talking about in a real account 
that he ministered to the situation where the little boy was in the playground and all the other children swarmed around one boy and and started to circle him. And they said, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, like that. And the kid fell down and turned green. So it's right there. Derek Prince was talking about it. I hope I don't get flagged for saying this. But that's, um, that's a terrible. That's terrible. Goodness. Yeah. Just goes to show you, and that is an account of trauma adolescent, where they almost killed the boy with their pie holes. So, we want to control our pie holes. If you're a prophetic pinhead opening your pie hole and spewing non-prophetic stuff that never comes to pass and you think it is, you need to shut your non-prophetic pie hole, number one. Number two, Alan, what's your pronouns? My pronouns are shut your prophetic pie hole, you something like that. My pronouns are shut up, libtard. Okay. Okay. Um, so, with that being said, this is a short, in a nutshell, broadcast tonight. And me and Alan are going to pray over you right now. Lord, we thank you for it. Somebody, somewhere out there tonight, if you just lift your thumb, lift your hand, lift your eyebrow, just show the Lord you're interested in an agreement with us. We speak the blood of Jesus over any traumatic words. We break the curse of negativity, all the arrows and viper tongues and seeds of Satan that have been spewed at you. Come out in Jesus' name. We loose in the name of Jesus. We rebuke you and pull out all the venom. You'll never do this. You'll never succeed. You'll never have that. You'll never be that. We break that curse. We break that curse in the name of Jesus. And we speak the blood of Jesus. On your spirit, man, on your soul, on your body, and your mind, in the name of Jesus, healing through the word. Healing through the word of God. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are the deliverer. By the power of the Holy Spirit, have your way, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And may everyone listening... Always speak kind, edifying, constructive words to themselves and to those around them. Always. Amen. Big amen to that, Brother Alan. And uh, we'll be returning. We might be doing two of these nutshell shows and a nutshell shows during the week. Uh, I kind of like the format. So this is Watch Radio saying farewell for Taco Tuesday. We'll be back. We got the prayer uh, telegram in the, in the description of this broadcast. You will see. Uh, Telegram chat. If you are a prayer group, Karen, do not join. (laughs) But um, there'll be a Telegram link there. If you click on that, we have prayer Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We do communion through the body and the blood of Jesus. And we expect to collect and gleam from Calvary. And in remembrance of the work of God and what he did, we claim it. So join the Telegram chat if you'd like. 630 on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. So we and there's a Bible study Thursdays. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Bible JV, uh, Brother JV has a, a beautiful Bible study on Thursday. Edifying. 
So we Amen. will see you in a couple days. Watch your radio saying farewell. And Brother Alan, thank you for joining me and co-pilot with this one. Thank you for having me, Richard. Thank you, sir. God bless you, you, sir. You too.